Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb Welcome to Groundhog Minute, the podcast where we celebrate the 1993 classic Groundhog Day one repetitive minute at a time. I'm your host, Sean. And I'm one of your other hosts, Dave. And joining us today, we have special guest Eric Nash from the Watchman Minute. Welcome. Hey, thank you. <laughs> How you guys doing? Oh, we're having a lot of fun. Oh yeah, yeah. We're 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 great. We're good. How are you, Eric? How are you doing? I'm I'm pretty good, yeah. All right, good. Yeah, well, thanks for joining us. You're 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 here for some uh some good minutes today. Uh, so we're here to talk about uh, Minute 7. So, uh, Dave, why don't you tell us what, what set the stage? What's going on in Minute 7? Okay. Uh, in Minute 7, <laughs> we have we have Rita uh, is inviting Phil to dinner with her and Larry that night. Uh, and he turns them down. And now we get our first morning of Groundhog Day, starting with Sunny Shares, I Got You, Babe. And Phil is going to rise to meet the cold, frosty windows. Yeah, so this is this is like a it's a pretty big minute, but uh, we start with more of more of what we've seen kind of last few days of just Phil being a jerk. Though I think this is like this is like a new level of like okay, he was kind of cynical and burnt out, but then like the the quip like can you help me with my pelvic tilt? Now we're getting a hint of like okay, this is you know kind of dirty old man territory. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's that's kind of what I wondered. Like, I mean, that, this is a real come on, isn't it? I mean, it's I mean, and not not a nice smooth one. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of those, yeah. Uh, no, I was gonna say because it's like it's like it's immediately before you know Rita has just done a really nice move. She knows he didn't want to stay at the Pennsylvania hotel, uh-huh. and she gets him this nice bread and breakfast. He doesn't have to be near them. He's not in the center of town anymore. He's like in the suburb, you know, up the street. And yeah, and then as I said, when she's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I was a producer. I'm helping. Yeah. And yeah, throwing that line is really like, ah, that's a dumb, dirty joke that like, no one's going to laugh at that. No one's going to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it. he doesn't you know, he just he does not come off smooth or suave or nice or congenial or, or really anything good. And even like even, you know, he kind of pokes at Larry when she, you know, she invites him to dinner. Rita does. And he's like, oh, no, I've I've seen, you know, I've seen Larry eat. And I don't know what that movie is like. He sticks his fist in his mouth. Yeah. Like, you don't you're not making Larry look bad. You're making yourself. <laughs> bad. Yeah, because yeah. I, I I understood why, like, you know, why Phil didn't want to eat with them. It's like you, you you from work to the car. You've seen enough of Larry and you've seen enough of Rita like you've you've been in like contact with them for the last like three hours or so. So like, I don't blame him for like kind of being like, I want to like, just want to tune out. Just kind of like go to a space and just kind of like just rest it off. And I'll work tomorrow. So I was like, I can't blame him for that. Cause you know, if you were with yeah. your coworkers and like, you know, you're in the van and they're all talking and you know, and you obviously your attitude, everything bothers you. Like, you know, Phil never lets anything rest. He always has that line. And so, yeah, he has this line where he's just like, I guess he's just saying that like, he thinks Larry eats too much with his, you know, eats too much at once, I guess, because he puts a whole fist in. I don't know. But it, yeah, because I've, yeah, I've, I've traveled. I've been to conferences and stuff with coworkers and there's, you just, 
where like I've you know spent all day in a seminar or whatever, all day working, and then I know I'm going to be expected to kind of network and stuff at dinner at night, mm. and then someone will be like, oh, you know, as soon as things wrap up for the seminars or whatever, they'll be like, oh, you want to go catch a drink? And I'll be like, oh, you know, I've got to, I got to call home. I got to check email. I got to do something like, cause I, you know, you, I understand you want that alone time. You just need to relax. You can't be on professional 24 hours a day to just kind of get that break between the daytime stuff and the nighttime stuff. But there's the, yeah, I, I hope I'm smoother about it. And kind of like making up an excuse to kind of get away and just relax in my room for a bit. And I'm not, um, I'm not Phil here. I mean, he's a, yeah. Yeah. And, and Rita, she gives him that look. She gives him this like, okay, Phil, we get it. Look like that's the look yeah. I feel like she's giving him. Yeah. You know, like, cause she gives a look like you could have just said no. She's not busting balls or anything. She's just, it's an invitation. He could have just come out and said, I'd rather eat alone. And she would have been fine. I think that that's, uh, that was my impression of the look, like just like the, it's not the act isn't necessary. Eric, I want to ask you a question. Uh, tell me what your opinion is so far. And I don't know if you've watched the whole film recently, if you just watched the mints we've given you, but I kind of want to know what your take on Larry, but with Chris Elliott's Larry, like just, just any feeling top of your head. How do you feel about him? Uh, he definitely, you know, is, is a little, uh, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, blue collar, I guess, mm-hmm. in, in a way, yeah. you know, I'd say. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I can certainly understand Phil's, you know, reaction to a degree, but to go so far as to stick your fingers <laughs> or fists, what have you, in your mouth to express your disgust with them. Yeah. That's, that's a whole other. Oof. Yeah. But I do really like Chris Elliott, though, as a comedian and going back to Letterman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah and that's there. one of the things that uh, that Ramus mentions about casting Chris Elliott was mainly mm-hmm. like the the oh, bits wow. he used to do it was like he would he'd play like an intern or something and, and bits on Letterman, um, but yeah, I think he he kind of reminds me of the next door neighbors in Christmas Vacation because um, <laughs> no. he's like he's he's kind of supposed to be a bad guy. You know, if you think if like Phil, the main character, he's the hero of the movie and Phil doesn't like Larry. So Larry must be the bad guy. But it's like Larry doesn't do anything wrong. I mean, he's yeah. not he's not super, oh, you know, no. he doesn't have a lot of yeah. charisma. He's not like super suave. You know, he's not any really smoother than than Phil is, but he's not yeah. as coarse and, and crude as Phil. He's just yeah, he's just a regular oh, guy. No. Yeah, he doesn't. He definitely doesn't take Phil's junk when he told when he did the QVC joke back at the at the station. Yeah, he he throws the Capistrana, the birds of Capistrana line at him mm-hmm. when he's like, I don't know why you're complaining. I had to do that for longer, and like you know, it was you know like it's just as boring watching birds fly. But um, I don't know. I feel like Larry's you know he's pretty professional. He's driven them you know all the way here. He's dropping Rita off. Now he's got to drive Phil a few blocks to the bed and breakfast. And he's going to drive back to the hotel. He's going to park the van, lock it up. He's going to then go get changed and then, you know, have a, 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 a probably a nice dinner and drink with Rita. And they're probably going to talk junk about Phil because that's all, <laughs> you know, that's how Phil, Root Phil, right. uh, Root Phil was. Well, and though Phil makes it easy. When he does things yeah. like referring to himself as the talent, 
<laughs> you kind of like if 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 that's what if that's the way you talk to your coworkers, you have to expect when you're not around, your coworkers are going to be laughing at you if you take yourself that seriously. Yeah. yeah. I'm now. What's now? What do you guys think the 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 the, the better, smoother, classier way? Versus saying the talent, what, what, which, what, what's the terminology maybe? Okay. So that's a good question. I know it's a good question. Like, it's like you, I mean, you pretty much just thank her for like being a good producer. Like she did a good thing for you. I feel like it's good enough to say like, thank you. And now I'm, I'm, I'm I'm a little worn out from today with the the drive. Mm -hmm. You know, just, it's just kind of like diffuse it. Say thank yeah, he said that. He said no thanks, and you're like, just leave it there, Phil. But he's like, No, I gotta I gotta do this fist in my mouth joke. I literally gotta put my own fist in my mouth. I really gotta nail this one. So, you know, and I I'm thinking about it. we don't see it because but I love to know if there was a conversation between Larry and Phil heading to the B and B, you know? Like, did like Phil probably go like, Oh my god, geez, Rita, this and that, and Larry's like, dude, would you just calm down? I don't know, I'm very curious, like if there was a, mm, a yeah. small conversation between them now that Rita is not in the van now. Yeah. I, I imagine that like Larry tries to make some conversation and then Phil just shuts it down. Like as nice as. Yeah. Like he's probably saying like, he's like, he's probably saying something like that. Hey, that was a nice thing that she did this and that. And, and then, you know, Phil obviously will ruin the moment. He, he, Larry is just the driver right. at that point, <laughs> the chauffeur. I mean, he really has been today. Yeah, yeah I kind of wonder. I, I almost think like so. This is a van, and it didn't look like it was that comfortable in the back, yeah. where uh, you know the gentleman Phil sends you know has has Andy McDowell back you know with the cameras and the cables and, and gaffer tape mm. and whatever's back there. Um, so since it's it's just the news van, he's sitting in front. But I get the I get the like I get the feeling. If this was a sedan, if this was just a, like a regular automobile, that Phil would sit in the back, oh, yeah. you know, and like Larry would be would. the driver yeah. in the front. <laughs> yeah, I, I assume she was sitting on some kind of like um, like a stool that they probably have like, if you're in the back of the van making sure <laughs> yeah. the audience milk crate. <laughs> so she's probably sitting on like a backless stool for like an uh, for an hour, you know, trying to keep chipper about Phil insulting her her, her mission uh, to record All stuff right. at the Groundhog. Well, so then we leave, uh, we, we drop Rita off at the, uh, the Pennsylvania hotel. And next we see the, uh, was it the cherry street Inn? and yes. Yeah. She mentioned a little again. sunny and share. Yeah. So, um, I was curious. I looked it up. Uh, yes, you can. Uh, you can look it up the, uh, the cherry street, um, the cherry, I think they call it the cherry street Inn. Uh, just look up on Airbnb, put that in Cherry Street, and I think you will bring it up. And the, they have very good reviews. The uh, the couple that does Airbnb rentals, so just I'm just going to give them a free uh, name drop. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, let's talk a little bit about this house. We'll, we'll be seeing a lot of it, and we can get into it. But basically, at the time of filming, this is a private residence, and the uh, the cameras actually don't go inside. The interior shots were shot. They they set up a stage or a, a sound stage, a studio elsewhere nearby mm-hmm. for the the stuff that's inside the house. Um, so this house is only used for the exterior. But yeah, this is in Woodstock, Illinois, where the film was shot. It was a private re- residence at the time. And later someone said, hey, we got all this free advertising in this movie that gets played every, you know, at least once a year on February 2nd. So 
let's turn it into a B and B. And they did long story short. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's, I mean, yeah, at least there's, yeah, there's articles you're reading. It sounds like it's a really nice big house inside, but maybe like it still wasn't like big enough to really film it. You know, if they wanted to, because they said they said that this they would have, they said they had the crew like would turn the lights on the house or at least ask the owners, I guess, to turn the lights on if like depending on what the continuity was mm-hmm. in or outside the house if, mm-hmm. if they were outside or something. Yeah. So Eric, have you ever stayed at a B and B? I've I've only stayed at the k- kind of non B and B ish Airbnbs. Okay. You know, because really most of that most of the things on Airbnb aren't really. Ben breakfasts. Right. They don't give you breakfast. Well, they might give you a little something, but nothing, yeah. nothing like this. Nothing in a in a dining in a larger dining room area with multiple tables. Nothing like that, mm-hmm. that's for sure. How about you, Dave? Any any B and B experiences? Um, I have stayed yeah, last year we went to uh me and my friends with the Denver. My friend lives out there. And so for his birthday we visit him. And so we all we just stayed in one house uh, right outside of Denver. And that was, uh, yeah, that was really nice, really convenient. Um, and it was, it was uh, really, you know, easy experience, you know, or talking with the owner and every, everything was, or- how everything was organized. I just remember like they didn't have a coffee pot maker. And, and I was like, why was no, I went to the house, like, where's the coffee pot? I need coffee. And, but luckily like the supermarket was only two blocks away. So I'm like, I'm just buying it. I'm just doing it. And so I went in and I just was like, what's the cheapest? I was like, a $16 coffee pot. I'm like, that's probably yeah. Little Mr. Coffee, give me the, give me some I, grounds, give me the filters. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was just yeah. like, what, they don't have a, but I got it. I need that. But um, I have stayed in an actual bed and breakfast, but I don't know how like official it was. I just remember it was, it wasn't exactly a hotel. I just remember it was a, it was, it was, it was a, a German, uh, it was our German literature class. It was senior year in college. And we went over, and I think it was like a, a, a big business building that got turned into sort of a hotel, be a bed and breakfast. Uh, but I, it was obviously it was cheap in Berlin, and then that's why our our class uh, stayed there. Um, and that's how I learned, you know, what the Germans have for breakfast. I just remember like I wanted orange juice, and like the cup they give you is like the bathroom side. It's like a bathroom cup, and so I kind of would stand in front of that pitcher. I would do like four shots of orange juice, and then. The fifth one I'd filled and put at my my table, and I had a hard boiled egg. I just remember that it was good times. But that's that's it. My parents they do it now. They're older. They love doing, uh, going to those places. Like they go. Like, oh my god! Now my parents are officially old. They love going to Lancaster and uh, staying at like bed and breakfasts around there. All right. Yeah. I imagine there's a lot of places like this uh, in that area. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm 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 um, I'm moving ahead. Because I've just been chomping at the bit all day. <laughs> I just cannot wait. I want to talk about. Okay. I got you, babe. Let's do it. This is, uh, this is great. This is one of the things that's carried over from the first version, the original script. The screenplay is written by Danny Rubin from the very beginning. <laughs> he had this song. I got you, babe, to wake Phil up uh, today. And, um, well, we'll just, we'll stick with today for now, but, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's really interesting. I, I found like the, the thought process, he says he wanted something catchy and likable, but, and this is a quote from, uh, from his book, 
I wanted something catchy and likable, but the kind of thing that would start to drive you crazy after hearing it over and over. <laughs> I think like this this song like really fits that mold. It is catchy. It's it's pop. It's nice, and yeah, it it it's the kind of thing that you can get too much of. And it, and he said the particular thing, and we don't get it in the movie. We just get like a couple seconds from from the alarm clock. But if you listen to the whole song. It kind of does this fade out at the end where like Sonny and Cher are singing together and they're like, I got you, babe. And then it like, so it kind of sounds like it's the end of the song and then it picks up again. And then there's like another minute of them just saying, I got you, babe. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. After that. And that was like one of the things that stuck at him that like the, 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 the phrase hmm. he uses drilling into your brain. <laughs> that they just that that refrain that they just repeat even after you think you thought the song was over, and he thought like that fit the spirit of what he was trying to build um, in the movie, and I think that's yeah, and I think that's that's so appropriate, and that so I agree like the song has the effect that he wants, and there's so many other elements of the movie that are like. Oh yeah, the, these things. If it's if it's a one off, if it's one day, if it's a one time, you can kind of put up with it. You maybe even like it, but over and over and over again, that it just it, it builds up over time and just kind of like an, an affinity just can turn into hate and just grating <laughs> so quickly. Um, I I want to ask you, Sean. I read it. I read this. I could have been on one of those sites that you know. While you're just doing research, I don't even know the sources. So I want to know, confirm with you. Was at any point the the one of the concept of this of the story was a essentially interview with a vampire as a comedy? Because I think I re I was reading about that, and they said that the the uh, author had an idea about like what if you did this vampire who was. Uh, a vampire who, uh, you know, he's immortal and just the and the small things of life just bug him. Did that ever come up in any of the things you looked yeah, at? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Danny Rubin has written about that and talked about, yeah, he had just, he had read, he had yeah, recently read uh, Interview with a Vampire. I think this was probably, I think before the movie came out, but he had read the book. Um, is it Anne Rice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he read the, the Anne Rice book and he was kind of thinking of... Nice that kind of immortality and and it's and and I think there's a lot of parallels there of kind of if you live long enough even though it's not the same day it probably feels like it you see the people around you making the same <laughs> mistakes and the same jokes and doing the same things it'll probably start to feel like the same day and he's like yeah so what if yeah what if you were like that immortal undead and just everyone started to get on your nerves as would I mean you you figure eventually you would just get sick of people I know I would. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the crazy thing for Phil though is is that everyone already does get on his nerves. <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of it. <laughs> so that's that's maybe kind of the moral of the story yeah, in a and, sense. And, yeah, and and just looking at the room as he's waking up in, um, you know, it's kind of rustic central Pennsylvania. It's homey. There's like this nice quilt, this big bed. You can see the 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 dark wood of the headboard behind him, And like some people might like this. Some people might think, Oh, it's a nice country feel. And, and isn't this great. And you just know Phil hates this. Phil hates every thread of that yeah. quilt. The, uh, day one. He jumps out. He jumps yeah. out of that bed so fast. As soon as he's conscious, he's like, no, he man. cannot wait. 
I honestly, I'm honestly think I honestly feel like he set his like it's all right. We're gonna see the six a.m. a lot in this in this movie, mm-hmm. and I was kind of thinking like, was that? Do you think he should have said it even earlier? The fact that he has to like you know kind of get down there and everything. Do you think six? A- I mean, I guess in this universe, like they probably don't do the groundhog until seven. But yeah, I, I I was wondering that like what time does the is the groundhog festival? Well, I was looking at this most recent year. I mean, by the time I was already at work, like they already had the recorded stream. So this probably mm-hmm. happens at like it looked like like it was straight up middle of the night. Like they had they had country singers, they had like <laughs> like small fireworks and sparklers. So they must be doing it really the crack at dawn. Like I'm talking like almost like people are at doing it at five a.m. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that that's one of the things um, in terms of realism or you know is it correct that in central pennsylvania february 2nd it's it's dark at 6 a.m it's definitely not as light as they're showing yeah. here oh, yeah. so they do they, they play around a little bit i think maybe they push it a little bit later and they push sunrise a little bit earlier but i'm i'm guessing like in terms of the timing and, and why isn't his alarm earlier that he knows exactly what he needs to do he probably <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna get dressed. He knows what he's wearing. You know what he needs to to prepare for for on camera. He's gonna go out. He's done this three years before. This is his fourth year. He knows what he's gonna say. Like he's got it down to the second. He doesn't need extra yeah. time. He does, and he doesn't want extra time. He wants to wake up, get dressed, walk out, do his thing. Groundhog. There you go. Six more weeks. <laughs> Back in the van. Let's get out of here. Back in the van. Yeah. yeah. I, I wonder if he remembers these DJs too. Like I'm, I'm going to think about that. Like, cause he's been here for several years. He's probably heard of the local morning zoo. Uh-huh. So he's heard these guys tell these dumb jokes and stuff. So he probably, as soon as he heard their voices, like it came back to him. Yeah. And I've got, I've got some questions about those DJs, but we, we hear more from them next minute. I think I'm going to hold off okay. on uh, on more DJ talk for minute eight. Yeah. If it's okay. Uh, uh, Back to the the very first thing we see when it cuts to the scene is is the clock itself and and I wanted to mention uh, you know I had a clock pretty similar to that when I was a kid that my parents you know gave me when I needed to start you know when I wanted to you know start waking up on my own not having someone wake me up at you know like I did when I was five when I got somewhere between five and ten and so they gave me and it actually though it wasn't white it was black on the outside. And uh, but it had this, you know, that that old this old flip style of for the numbers. It's not electronically <laughs> LED, LCD, what have you displayed. If I put it's this mechanical. Yeah, I mean, this is function. Yeah, it's certainly happening. old, old fashioned nowadays. But I think even in the nineties, that kind of Yo, the, the flip. Yeah, early nineties. Look, early 90s. look, look next to the clock. Look next to the clock. The two mints. The oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, know, I just noticed that. Oh, <laughs> oh man, yeah. He probably immediately walks in. So he did yeah, eat them last night. He probably walks in, sees the men's, just puts it next to the clock, <laughs> sets the clock, and then just like pajamas bed, done. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Because you know he doesn't want to interact with any of the guests or Mrs. Lancaster. Like you know, like 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 Larry drops his bags off. He just walks in. and He's like, uh, Phil here, babe. Okay, done. He just goes right up. Oh man, that's so funny. I don't know why those men's make me laugh right now. <laughs> yeah, it's those little details that you can build the whole, you know, a, a scene in your mind around. You can just picture Phil. And I kind of like, I wonder, he just seems like someone who's not happy. Like if he walked in and there was just there, the bed's made, 
the towels are there for the bathroom, whatever. He'd be like, what? No mints, nothing on the pillow. But then he walks in and he sees the mints and he's like, oh, these, you know, these small town hick mints. I'm not eating these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. I, I, oh, God. I don't know why, but like having the image here of this doily oh, is God. like a beautiful little like, you know, you're in a bed and breakfast when you just everything's got a doily <laughs> on it. The doily. <laughs> yeah. I remember Portlandia had a skin. Uh, had, I think it was like season two or three. Uh, where they they had a, the one couple was getting a bed and breakfast, and they went to the Jeff Goldblum's uh, doily store. The doily store, yeah. Oh, so good, beautiful. Yeah. So, did, and does he does he sleep like this all night? It looks like like it's almost like he's like Phil's trying to minimize the contact with the mattress. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he is. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the blanket is so smooth, <laughs> not a yeah. wrinkle. You know, little, little, little bit of a flat on his back, arms at his side, legs straight. <laughs> yeah, I almost expect him. Like I, I, and I've seen this movie many, many times. I've watched these. I've watched it minute by minute, and I'm looking at it right now with him. Like he's just opened his eyes, and I still like kind of half expect he's going to get out of bed wearing a suit. <laughs> like when the cover's up to his neck, he looks like he's wearing a yeah. suit. I expect he's going to throw the covers off and he's going to be dressed already. <laughs> if like he didn't even he, he doesn't want to be in this town long enough to even have to change his clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. If he could, he would have. Yeah, if he could get away with like not wrinkling his suit in bed, you're right. He would have done it. He would have done it. Oh, now this. So so this is irony because we know something Phil doesn't know that we know he's going to get a lot more of this town, a lot more of that bed. A lot more of that alarm clock and the wacky DJs. <laughs> I want to know how many times he eats those mints before he doesn't even eat them anymore. Because you know, <laughs> you know, enough time passes that in these movies that he was like, oh, "I'll try it," and he goes, nah. and it's just like it goes back to like, "I'm not gonna touch them." Well, yeah, yeah that we'll have to because that's it, I that's something I hadn't noticed till watching it minute by minute. The uh, the mints, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Yeah. Like if some mornings they're gone. Well, I guess at this point they'd all they'd they'd be there because yeah. the mornings are always the same. Maybe we can see at night if they're there or not. So at some point it'd be like, yeah, what the heck? Yeah, I might as well yeah. eat the mint. Yeah. You know, I I, I know we're, we're definitely de- definitely the we're definitely at the end of the minute here. But I wanted to say one last thing was, you know, when they said that he's the talent, you know, it kind of remind me of it kind of remind me of like like we're doing like like a little bit of Scrooge where it's just like. You know, you're being you know, the more miserable you are to people, like the more they're just gonna just laugh right behind your back. You know, mm-hmm. he never he never hears us. He never hears that how much they they just laugh at him calling himself that. It's just oh, Phil, he's got a lot to learn. So, so have you guys already talked about Scrooged a bit? A little bit. Yeah. I said that like it, it feels at, at first glance, it feels similar that he's gonna learn a lesson, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sean's corrected me that they're, they're two different things. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say I correct you, but yeah. So the, you're well, cause the parallel is when this comes out to, yeah. What the, the point Dave had made is, was there a little bit of a, Oh, it's Bill Murray playing the cranky old man who, uh-huh. you know, becomes nice at the end. Um, so I don't know. What do you, what do you think? How does this relate to, uh, you know, Eric, what do you think about this in relation to Scrooged and, and Christmas Carol? I hadn't thought about how, how it's kind of similar in a way they are in that, in that kind of respect. 
but but the big thing was was that uh that that uh i did want to mention at least in one of these couple minutes that uh that that really te- that scrooge really is my favorite bill murray movie you know and and then and the close second is caddyshack and then this i think but uh yeah you know yeah scrooge and that was Definitely, I've definitely said it, told told people recently this past uh, this past uh, Christmas season. You know, was asked of me, "What's your favorite Christmas movie?" And I went straight to it. It didn't take long at all for me to realize. Oh yeah, Scrooge. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's up there, and it is a, 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 a similar kind of character. I think there's some differences in that the 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 Christmas Tale story shows. Um. Let me think how to say it. A little bit more of an interaction between Ebenezer and the people around him and kind of society. It's a more like an mm-hmm. outward looking of like, what can you do? And and I mean, the end result is very similar where I feel like the the arc that Phil goes through on Groundhog Day is a little more introspective. Yeah. Because yeah. In, in Scrooge, in each one of these scenes, like the people are experiencing that Christmas with the the character of that time. Like, so from the outside, he can see through past, present, and then Christmas future, but it's, he's seeing past people, past family, the present family future. Whereas Phil, like <laughs> the people around him, it's all the same mm-hmm. day for him. They're not moving through mm-hmm. time the way they are. I don't know if that makes sense. So yeah, there's similarities and there's some differences. All, all the people are set in motion and are doing their thing almost like almost fate like, except he is in a way a god yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and little, little uh, bumps and so forth can cause them to do different things. There's other people by him. Yeah. Changes, changes of his, his, his actions changing. Yeah. And I actually, I actually uh, feel that, Changing the other people's. Yeah, I, I I feel like Groundhog Day is a more. It seemed it's a more believable transformation for me, and it seemed more natural. In in Scrooged, there's like three things. Like, all right, he sees Christmas past when he's a kid. He sees the present of what his family and and coworkers are doing without him. He sees a a, a vision of his future, and then it's like, oh my god, it, I. How could I be so wrong? I'm going to change my ways. Whereas like we see like people are, most people are more resistant to change, I think. And when we see Phil and there's, there's different estimates and we'll, we'll talk about it when we get into those repeating days, there are various estimates from, from 10 years to 10,000 years to how long is Phil stuck in this town? How many times he repeats this days, this day, I think that's more realistic to think, yeah, not three visions in one night. That's not going to change you forever. But reliving the same day thousands and thousands of times, yeah, that's going to have an effect. You're going to change. So I think it's a little bit um, – yeah, I mean, I, I, I love Scrooge. That's a great movie. I think probably my, my number two favorite retelling of The Christmas Carol – I would put hmm. the Muppets Christmas Carol at number one, okay. but Scrooge is a, is a close second. But in terms of Bill Murray movies, I got to go with the Groundhog. Hmm. But you know, that's just me. 
Well, I'm I'm out of notes. I'm ready to hit minute eight. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, Eric, mm-hmm. anything else for uh, for minute yeah. seven? I'm good. Yeah, we'll talk about the DJ's next one. Yeah. 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 So please stick around. Yeah. Uh, yeah join us again tomorrow. And the folks out there listening, um, please <laughs> come back as well. Um, yeah. So, so Eric, is uh, anything you want to share with our listeners if they want to hear more of, uh, of your opinions, more of your voice? Where, where can they do that? Well, the uh, the one big thing uh, I and my co-host uh, Travis Bell are doing is uh, just like this movie, uh, one minute at a time, uh, and it's uh, five days a week. Um, though on that one uh, is Watchmen Minute, and it's the uh, 2009 Zack Snyder superhero ish. Because <laughs> um, there's only one superhero there, really, in a sense, mm. one superpowered being. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, and it's been a lot of fun so far. We've banked a lot of episodes, as you <laughs> are, are probably aware of. But uh, no, and and uh, by the time this is released, we're definitely going to be in it. Uh, probably by a couple or a few weeks, maybe. Cool. Uh, by the time uh, everyone is hearing this, so and that's yeah, at think- uh, at real at real. Um, well, my, my co-host uh, his other podcast, uh, and it's not it's not a minute one. It's uh, but it is about movies. Real Comic Heroes and uh, his his network, Real Real uh, the oh, dang. Podcast Network, Real yeah, it's R E L as in a film reel. RealPodcastNetwork.com slash Watchmen Minute. Real Podcast Network, and then uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Watchmen Minute, and we even have a listeners group. You guys, you guys, I think I'm, I think I'm in it, right? You guys have a listeners group for this one. Oh yes, yeah. Ours is Crime Busters Listener Society, and we're Watchmen Minute on Twitter and Instagram, too. So you should check us out. Yo, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Dave and I, we're, we're both members of the, the Crime Busters mm-hmm. Society. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great movie. I'm a, I'm a fan. And, uh, yeah, I think you're a little – you're going to be uh, like two or three weeks ahead of us in, uh, in getting out. But uh, – yeah, I know I'm listening. I won't speak for Dave. Hey, no, I wanna I wanna say that like I you know, I was a fan of the comics, but I think I think given all that material, I think Zack Snyder was able to make a, a competent movie. I really liked it. I just like, you know, as I don't want to get involved, just you know, the his those latest DC movies. I don't think he had the right tone, but he had the tone for Watchmen, so I'm gonna give him that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the tone is oh, mm-hmm. amazing. Amazingly there. And and both of you guys are are to be uh, recording with us too at some point uh, in the near future, hopefully. Yeah, so folks should definitely tune into that and hang out, and then eventually, I mean, you'll hear your Eric and Travis every day, but then uh, yeah, eventually I'll swing by and, and Dave as well. So yeah, great movie, great podcast, and everything else. So uh, so that's it for us for today, uh, Eric. Thank you for joining you. us, everyone out there in podcast land. Thank you for listening and. We will see you tomorrow, if there is one. Today is tomorrow. It happened.